what do you just turn to someone and just say, man, you're looking handsome or you're looking beautiful or... Man, I, I, I can see some pretty good-looking people out here tonight. <laughs> Amazing. How are you doing, G? Well, what are we going to do? Ian, is Ian Clayton here tonight? Ian. Hey, uh, Ian's has come back from uh, America and uh, had great things happen. So, Ian, why don't you just come up, up the front here and uh, let's give Ian a hand. Missionary to America. Sorting out the Americans and bringing a move of God over there. Ian, come and tell us what happened. Thanks, Dave. For those folks who um, prayed for us over the time I was away, thank you very much. We had an amazing move of the Holy Ghost when we were over there. Um, there's a real move of God coming, the changing the church from God's expectation to turn up on the earth to the church's expectation to turn up in heaven. There's a real change happening in the realm of the Spirit, and over the next two years, you'd find that process will occur even more than what it is now, and wisdom and understanding how to do that. But we had this intensive, and to sum it up in my words of my son, when he was asked um, by his schoolmates at school, what was the best thing you liked about America? Jash's answer was this, going into the realm of the kingdom, walking in Eden, seeing the mountain with the thunder and lightning around it, and speaking with angels. That sums it up in one in the kind of a sentence like that. Um, in some of the meetings, we've had jewels appear. We had um, one of the meetings, we've got these things, we've got big glory orbs that kind of turn up in some of the meetings in the photos. And one of these, one of these meetings, we had one of these things that have been about the size of that picture there, kind of round diameter. About uh, two minutes after that happened, we had feathers start to come down the atmosphere in the room. Just God testating to the kingdom, and it was fantastic. So great things are happening. The world is beginning to change, and we don't even know about it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Brucey. All right, Glenn. Here we go. Turn that on off. Is it skinny? Well, you're all looking great tonight. You enjoying church? Yeah. Are you enjoying church this evening? Yeah. Were you here this morning? Wasn't it a great time? Yeah. I love coming to church. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, there's no other place I'd rather be. Interesting. You know, I remember just as we're. Um, as we were worshipping before, and uh, even this morning, man, I was just thinking about what Christ has done in my life. And I thought, you know, just before, man, I was, before any of you came here tonight, man, I was just, uh, man, I was just on my knees, just so grateful for what Jesus has done in my life. And, um, and, and I was brought up in a Christian family and all that, but, um, you know, there was a point where I had to find Christ too. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, like many of you here, I had to, I walked up the front here and, and in front of everyone and and in front of my mum and dad, who are the pastors of the church, and gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, it was the best decision that ever made in my entire life. And uh, I love, I just, I mean, I'm just so grateful for what Jesus Christ. And, friend, if you don't know Jesus tonight, if you've never, maybe you know about Jesus. I mean, many, lots of people know about God. And lots of people know about Jesus. But do people actually really know Jesus? And it's like, it's, it's one thing to know about Christ, but it's another thing to actually know him yourself. And tonight, I just, but I, mean, I just want to encourage you. Um, and I was, I was just think, I mean, I, I bumped into some people um, during the last little while about who I used to go to school with, and uh, you know, some of these guys are still doing the same dumb old things. <laughs> you know, you could, we could probably go right down to a pub right now if it was open. You could probably see them sitting there drinking probably the same old pint of beer, doing the same old, same old dumb things. And I thought, man, 
God, how good you were to, to, to send somebody to, to get me out of that place and, and, to, and to bring me into the family of God. And uh, I, mean, I, just, I was just blown away by that. So, uh, like I said, if you don't know Jesus Christ, man, I encourage you to get to know him. He can do some fantastic things with you. And it doesn't matter what, how good looking you are or how ugly you are or, or how dumb or how smart you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter. God can use you powerfully. And the funny thing is, he loves using dumb people. <laughs> People that are not so bright. The Bible says that he, he, he used the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes I just laugh about that. And because uh, I didn't get that, I didn't do too good at school at, school at all. But uh, I remember I was just looking at a magazine the other day, and this was Bible College magazine. And uh, I remember I went and spoke in a Bible college, and I was looking at it, and all these people out there, these doctors and lawyers, and and all sorts of people from all sorts of different walks of life listening to what I had to say, what I had to share. I thought, man, this is so funny. And it's like God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And and, uh, anyway, it's amazing, isn't it? So it's like if you just give God something to work with, man, he can do something powerful with your life. Who knows where he can take you? Look, it's only up to you. And it's like, you know, man, whenever you're ready, God's ready. He's waiting for you. So, um, and if your life's boring, man, I'll just I'll have a good look at your life and uh, I'll see what changes need to be made there. Well, are you ready for the Word of God tonight? Yeah. Well, you sure about that? You sure? <laughs> well, uh, yes. Got your Bibles here? Let's see it. Let's see your Bibles. Hold them up in the air. Ah, oh, look at that. Oh, it's a powerful weapon. We're going to have a powerful time in this place tonight. Tell the person next to you, we're going to have a powerful time tonight. Dave's going to preach a powerful message. Going to get all excited. Going to run around the room. May sting a little bit, but it's going to be good. <laughs> Why don't you turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Here we go. Give me a yell when you've got it. Acts chapter 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acts chapter 3. The very top, the very beginning. Well, who wants to help me out with it? Who wants to help me out tonight? Anyone, Anyone want to help me out tonight? Somebody young. Uh, here we go, here we go, where is there? Someone in there. Uh, what are the young people? Why don't you come up and give me, Simon, come up here, bro. You want to come up here? Come on, Simon. Come on, Simon. Here we go. Good choice. Absolutely. Look at this smart, handsome man. Oh, my God. Come on, give Simon a hand. You got your Bible? No, I don't. Oh, do you want to use mine? Okay, here we go. You can, yeah. You have the microphone. Thank you. And read from verse 1 down to verse 9. Yeah. So 1. Yeah. Down to 9. Here we go. Right, here we go. Here you go. You hold that. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer and ninth hour. And a certain man, lame for his mother's womb, was carried, who they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms from... Who entered the temple? Who, seeking Peter and John about going to the temple, asked for the alms? And fixing in his eyes, for John, Peter said, Look at us. 
So he gave them the, his attention, expecting to receive something for them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what do I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and, his feet and ankles broke up. And immediately his feet and ankles, ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple, and then walking, leaping and praising God. And then all the people saw him walking and praising God. Whoa! Oh, my God! Do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep going, Simon? I've got my notes here, brother. You can keep on going, bro. Come on, one more time. Simon. Here we go. Hey, well, this is a story about a, about a lame man. Everybody say a lame man. Lame. And um, here we go. There's a certain man who was lame from his mother's womb. Everybody say a certain man. A certain man. This particular man, it was, just wasn't any normal man. This was a, this was a certain man. There was, a, there, was, there was plenty of sick people around, but this one here, this particular certain man got the Holy Ghost's attention. There could have been heaps of people that the Holy Ghost could have said, hey, write this down about this person, because that was a good man. But this particular man, a certain man, was a lame man. Everybody say a lame man. Ever heard of a lame excuse? That was a pretty lame excuse. Well, that was a pretty lame clap. Well, this is a lame man. And this lame man says here he's, he, was, he was lame from, uh, he's been lame from, from, his mother's, from, from his mother's womb. In other words, he has never known what it's like to walk. He's never known what it's like to, what are you looking at, Kathy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, come back. <laughs> I thought you could have been a superstar or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, this man was lame. And uh, everyone ever seen a lame man before? Or a lame person, a lame lady, a lame man, lame whatever. And can, you imagine, can you imagine not being able to walk? Can you imagine not being able to run? Who likes running? I know Sophie likes running. Anyone ever want to go for a run with Sophie? My goodness, she is a... No way. No way. If you can beat Sophie, man, I just... Anyway, I won't go there. The certain man was lame from his mother's womb and was carried. That they had, in other words, this, they, had to, they didn't have wheelchairs. I don't know if they had wheelchairs, but I presume they didn't have wheelchairs because it said they carried them. <laughs> so anyway, they used to carry This man was lame. And I've seen lame people before over in third world country. I've seen them in Indonesia. And, the, and uh, he was begging. He's lying, beside the road. He's lying outside the church and uh, he's begging. He's begging for elms. Who knows what elms are? What's, what's an elm? Anyone know what an elm is? It's money. It's money. When you, when you go to a, 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 a tree. Sort of, there's like an elm tree, isn't there? Yeah, there is an elm tree. You, you, you're quite right. You're quite right. Anyway, you're, you're sidetracking me. And I've seen I've seen lame people before. When we went to Indonesia, there was this, there was these lame people there, and they were and uh, they were lying on the ground, and uh, uh, well, they weren't standing. They were yeah, they, they were lying down because they were lame, and uh, they were handing, they had their hand out. Can can you imagine what it's like to, to to be lame, to not be able to walk, to not be able to run, to not be able to be um, feel the wind rushing through your hair as you stride down the beach or anything like that? It's a 
terrible predicament. Those days, like uh, in some places in third world countries, they don't have uh, the sickness benefit. They don't have uh, sickness benefit. They don't have uh, the dole or anything like that. They don't have the um, um, uh, uh, what's the stuff that they get from the war if you got shot in war or something you can't pension or war pensioners. They don't have anything like that. This man was lame. There was no, there was nothing he could do. There was nothing he could do to, to support himself. Everywhere he went, he had to be carried. Somebody had to carry him. And uh, he's hopefully not a big guy. But anyway, he was sitting outside of the temple and uh, asking alms from those who entered the temple because uh, as they came to bring their offerings. And he said, who's seeing uh, Peter and John go into the temple, ask for alms. You know, the word lame means to have no strength. No strength. Muscles are just either whatever, for, for whatever reason, the, your muscles didn't form properly, or maybe there's a spinal problem or whatever. But no strength, unable to walk, unable to run, totally dependent on others. Like I said, in those places like that, they're not clean places. I've seen the third world country where there's and they're lying on the ground in the dirt, groveling, begging. The clothes are dirty. Absolute, terrible predicament to be in. And it was not through uh, anything that he had done, but from his mother's birth. So can you imagine the embarrassment he could have felt? Can you imagine the anger that he would have felt? Could you imagine what he would have been going, why did God bring this upon me? What's wrong with me to be like this? What have I done to deserve this? He was lame. It means he had no strength. He was totally dependent on other people. And he was a beggar. I don't know if you've ever seen a beggar, but I've seen beggars in there. And if you go to Indonesia or some of these third world countries, you see beggars everywhere. You don't, yeah, it's, it's so sad when you have little kids. I mean, I've seen little babies begging on the streets. People get into a life. It's interesting that people actually, over there actually get into a lifestyle of begging because they're so darn lazy. They actually could find a job if they wanted to find a job, but they decide to beg because they don't have to do anything. So they, um, can you imagine being a beggar? Being a beggar, totally. Uh, what do you do for a job? What is your profession? Well, I'm a professional beggar. <laughs> can you imagine the embarrassment that would go with it? You're totally uh, unable to, to, to supply your own income, totally unable to support yourself. You have to beg other people. You have to live on, an over, on somebody else's overflow. What flows out of, you've got to feed and, and survive off somebody else's least change. How many would like to be a beggar here tonight? No, no one. The only way to survive when you was lame was to beg off people. I've seen, what, I've seen what they do. They lie there. and For some of them, they get so used to doing it. They're so, so um, ingrained, I guess, with, with being a beggar. They just, you know, they look as they see you come, they look up to you, and then they just, you, you can walk past them. They've still got their hand out, but they just, it's almost like their hand is just sort of stuck like that. Somebody feed me, somebody give me somebody. Totally embarrassing. This poor man. I bet you if he wanted to run, I bet you that was the, oh, I'll tell you, man, he would have just absolutely loved, given his, you could say his, yeah, whatever. But he would have loved to go for a run. You mean, but all he could dream about was, he could only dream about it, but couldn't do anything else. What an embarrassment position to be in. 
the shame, the, the, the embarrassment, the, the anger, the, uh, the blame shifting that he could have had inside. I, I, don't, I don't know what he went through. But I can imagine if I was in that position, I'd probably quite, be quite angry at, at my mum. I'd be angry at God. I'd be angry at maybe some people here today. And it's like, you know, for some, many people today in, uh, in New Zealand, there's, oh, I, mean, I guess we have a few blame people. But, uh, but the other side of it is there's so many people out there today, they're not, just, they're not physically lame. They are spiritually and emotionally lame. And for probably 99% of it, they don't even realize that they're actually begging. They have no strength in their spirit. They have no strength in their soul. So many people out there today, uh, whether they would admit it or not, whether they can actually see it or not, are actually beggars, living off somebody else's overflow. Imagine the, and this, um, you know, I, I look around today and we see a generation of people looking for someone, looking for something to fill that void inside of their life. This man's void was that he was lame. There was a void in there. He needed somebody, uh, he, needed to find, he needed to survive through somebody else's overflow. He found his life, he found who he was through somebody else's overflow. If you look at a generation out there today, there's a generation today, there, there is a, a void inside of their lives and they're looking for something. Begging. Absolutely begging. Somebody looking to, to fill that void in their life. People are looking for material things. You see, he was asking for elms. He was asking for, he was asking for money. Everybody say money. He was asking for silver and gold because through the silver and gold, that he could find a bit of food, to, he could find a bit of um, uh, comfort. And so many people today, it's like when we're born into this earth, we are born without God, we are born sinners. We are born into sin. There's a void inside every person that comes into this world, and that is because of sin. That void is God. But unfortunately, so many people, you look, in the, you look at the world today, so many people look to so many different things, some people, some people look to people, others look to material things, hoping that that thing will fill the void in my life. If I only just had a bit more money, if I only had that car, if I was fatter, if I was skinnier, if I had that hair, if I had looked like that. If you look at the Chinese, look at a lot of the Chinese right now, one of the major epidemics is they don't like themselves, so they suddenly have, um, what do they do? They Botox or something like that, so they can, they got... And the, and the Asian people, so many are trying to, they just don't like the way they look, so they make themselves look more westernized. You look, people will see with people with curly hair. If I only had straight hair, then I'd be cool. People would like me if I had straight hair. Or if I got straight hair and I want curly hair, then people look to all sorts of, I mean, you laugh, but the funny thing is people look at that. People will buy that car because if I have that car there, then people will look at me and say, Matt, you are cool because you have that car. Somebody acknowledge me. Somebody give me something to feed my ego. Somebody give me something to feed that void inside of my life. Begging. Begging for something. Begging for material things to fill that void. For some people, it's like a world owes me something. I can imagine if they, he was a, uh, you imagine that poor guy sitting there, he says, what did I ever do to deserve this? What did I deserve? What did I do to get myself in this predicament? What did I do? Well, you owe me something. God, you owe me something. You made me like this. God, you sort it out. 
Some people are so ashamed of their condition. It's so lame inside. Some people blaming other people, maybe blaming God. The world owes me. I watched that guy on TV the other night. Right? Ridiculous. Big flipping sharer. Did you see the guy? Unbelievable. Big, big joker. Big, strong, strapping. And you think, he was, I mean, he wasn't feminine looking at all. And he wants, well, the New Zealanders owe me something and I think they should pay for my sex change, $30,000. Dude, dude, mate, you're just begging for something he thinks he needs, for something he thinks that will fill that void inside of his life. So many people, you look around society in our, world, in our society today, is a welfare mentality. I don't deserve to be treated like this. World owes me something. Just go on the dole. Professional beggars. Sadly, the sad's even in the church. We live in a generation today that is welfare-minded. It's okay if I go out and sleep with this guy or sleep with that girl. It's, DPP will pay for that, welfare. I mean... I mean, I'm a generous guy. I mean, I don't, I do, you know, on welfare, I mean, if people are genuinely sick, you know, by all means, let's, let's help them out. But so many people, there's a, a welfare mentality, not just about money, but you look at even in the church right now. So many Christians come to church just to get blessed. <laughs> Somebody pray for me, Pastor. I mean, it's good. People can come and come to church. But the problem is a lot of people get into a place where they're so dependent, they're actually lame. They come here and beg. Somebody give me some recognition. Somebody, please. Somebody love. Trying to draw their source, trying to draw their security, trying to draw a life source of something that won't actually really fill it. You look at this man here. And he said, uh, what is it? Says, well, seeing Peter and John about to enter into the church, he said, God, give me some money. Come on, give me some money. And Peter and John would have taken a couple of steps. Because I've seen, I've seen how they do it. Because they won't fix their eyes upon you. They'll just look at you and catch you. And then they'll hand out, put their hand out. Because then he turns around and says, look at us. Everybody say, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. This man here is sitting down, begging, begging for some money, begging for somebody, begging for, for, for the overflow of somebody else's pocket, thinking that's what he needs to survive. Look at me. And Peter and John look at this guy and says, is asking, look at us. In other words, he's saying, get your eyes off your circumstances. For some of you here today, there may be a part in your life where you are lame. Maybe you're lame physically. Maybe you're lame emotionally. Maybe you are lame uh, spiritually, without strength, unable to stand up on your own, begging, begging for stuff off the world to try and fill that void in your life. So many Christians still, when they give their hearts to God, they're still 
don't fully let go. Still try and go back to the vomit. Still try and get their, their identity, their security out of the things of the world. Friend, it doesn't matter what situation you've come from. It doesn't matter what you look like. I could have said the same excuse. God, I'm too dumb. I can't use me. Dumb. Not me, mate. Not me. <laughs> so many people, it's like inside, so, uh, find, trying to find their source, trying to find their strength, find, find identity, trying to find a sense of purpose through somebody else. Through a son- Friend, it doesn't work. Get your eyes off your circumstances. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how dumb you are. It doesn't matter how, what you look like. You could, we, we, we could blame so many different things. I could blame this. I could, I could blame my teacher at school because he was nasty to me. No. Well, I could blame my mum and dad because when they shifted me out of that school, they came to that. I had no friends and it was so hard. And I just, it's my dad's fault. That's why I'm not dumb. That's why I'm not smart. Oh, because. Friends, get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes off your past. Yes, you may be a little bit lame. Yes, you may be a little bit dumb. Yes, you may be a little bit out of shape. But you don't have to be lame. You don't have to live like a beggar. I'm telling you, you don't have to live like a beggar. Paul and John said, look at us. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Look at me. Look up. Get your eyes off your circumstances. And and he looks up and he says, he looks at Peter and John. And what does it say there? What does it say? Dot. What does it say? <laughs> what does it say? Looking up to Peter and John. What does it say? Just over that. Expecting. Expecting. To receive from them. He looked at Peter and John, expecting to receive some money. Thinking he was going to get a handout. Thinking somebody was going to... He hasn't changed. Thinking he was going to get a handout. But Peter said to him, dude, dude, look at me. You found it? What does it say? Expecting to receive. How many people tonight you're expecting to receive? What are you expecting to receive? A handout. Expecting to receive. He looked up and said, oh, could you get some money? Christians got it. Maybe not. Put his hand out, expecting to receive a bit of money. Peter looks at him and he says, Dude, I don't have silver and gold on me. I don't have what you think you need. I don't have what you think you need. Baby, I've got some better for you. I don't have silver and gold in my pocket. You think that's what you really need. And it will help you, but it will only help you for the rest of the day. Many people today are looking for a handout. They come to church and think, well, we'll get a great message and that'll last me through the week and that'll be great. And I don't have to come back and get another one because I've run out of... Look at me! I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have... Friend, I'll tell you what he did have. See, with Peter, he knew who he was in God. He knew what he had inside of him. He knew that he was... 
had, didn't have the money, but he had something a lot more powerful than money. I'm telling you, he knew he had something a lot more powerful inside of him than money. He had the anointing of the Holy Ghost, friend. He had been with Jesus. He had been with Jesus. He knew the hand of Jesus. He knew that he was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And he said, Get up and walk! And instantly what happens? Julian, what happens? What happened? What happened in the Bible? Immediately he leaped to his feet. He grabbed him by the hand. He said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Oh yeah, come on. Give it up for Kelly. <laughs> I don't have silver and gold. I don't have what you think you need. But what, what I do have is what you really need. And that is the life of the Holy Ghost. Your ability to walk again. Grabs him and holds him to his feet. Friend, he didn't give him a hand out. He gave him a hand up. Friend, you don't need tonight a handout. You don't need somebody to come and... Listen, Lord. The love of Jesus. Some of you actually need to encounter God for yourselves. Some of you tonight, you actually need to stand up on your own two feet. Stop coming to church and begging! So many Christians, so many times they come, oh, I need more money, I need this, I need God to bless me. Friend, you just got to stand up. What you think you need, you don't need. What you really need is to walk. What you really need is to walk. Friend, where are you tonight? Where are you tonight? Maybe you're here tonight and inside you are lame. Maybe you come to church, but... When you walk out the door, man, that's as far as it. Every week you have to keep on teaching you how to come back in the presence of God. Every week you have to tell you how much God loves you. Dude, we're never going to win our city doing all that. Maybe you've got to learn to walk for yourself. You've got to learn to carry that life for yourself. You've got to learn not to beg. You've got to get out of a welfare mentality and learn to walk and run by yourself. Instantly, he leapt to his feet. Woohoo! Maybe you don't have to live a beggar. You don't have to live a beggar. Friend, tonight you could be in that state. You could be living your life as a Christian beggar, coming to church, begging every Sunday for some sort of approval or whatever. Friend, if I did that, man, my goodness, I'd, I'd never grow. Yeah, I need love. I go to the source, which is Jesus Christ. I've learned to feed for myself. And every one of us can do that. It's one thing to t- take a man fishing. It's another one to teach him how to fish. You know what I'm talking about. We've got to be people that not just beg for a bit of this. And a, we've got to be people. I mean, when we come to church, I mean, what you experience in church here, it's an overflow of what we live. Friend, you don't have to come and just live off our overflow, although it's freely open. You've got to learn to walk for yourself. Walk for yourself. Man, there's 120,000 other people out there that need Jesus Christ. Somewhere, sometime, somebody has to learn how to walk. I can't do it all by myself. Instantly, he leapt to his feet and leapt. 
Friend, the other thing, maybe you're here and you're lame, but maybe you're also here and you're, you're like Peter. Maybe you've got to know what you have. Maybe you've got to know who you are in God. Peter could have said, well, they get you some money and carry on walking. He could have said, well, I could take you to, um, you come into church and I know one of the elders in there that would be happy to pray for you. Now, the thing with Peter was this. He was not ashamed of who he was. Mate, this isn't, he wasn't ashamed about what he didn't have and he wasn't ashamed about what he did have. Friends, what we do have, the life and power of the Holy Ghost, is nothing to be ashamed about. Friends, people out there are dying to know Jesus Christ. People out there tonight need to know that Jesus Christ is real. People out there need to experience the life that God has placed inside of you. So what are you going to do about it? Instantly the man leapt to his feet and began to run. Oh, baby, I feel like running tonight. <laughs> I feel like chicken. <laughs> chicken tonight. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm <still> getting hungry. <laughs> Maybe you're here tonight and you're a beggar friend. You've got to, man, I'm telling you, get up on your feet and walk. The same, presence, the same presence in this place, the same Holy Spirit in this place right now is the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You can have him living inside of your life tonight. You don't need to beg anymore. Why don't you just close your eyes right now? Tonight you have that choice. You have that choice. Tonight, you may not know Jesus Christ. You may have never invited him into your life. Friend, that void in your life can only be filled by Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can fill that longing inside of your life. Tonight, you can have that life living inside of you. If you've never made a decision to ask Jesus Christ into your life, then you'd like to do so tonight. I'd love for you to talk to love just come up and see me at the end of the meeting. I'd love to talk with you and love to pray with you. I'd like to show you how you can invite Jesus Christ in your life. Maybe you're here tonight and you've been in church for a long time, but you're just begging. You're begging of somebody else's overflow. Friend, you've got to stop begging. Learn to stand on your own two feet. Find the life that God has, which you experience every week. Learn to carry it every week. But don't live like a lame man. Well, maybe you're here tonight. You need to be a lot more like Peter. So I'm not ashamed of who I stand for. I'm not ashamed of what I have. I'm not ashamed of what I don't have. Many people here tonight will probably say, well, well I don't have, or maybe I'm not a good speaker. I, Excuses, excuses, excuses. Look at what you do have. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Look at what you have in your hand. And use that. Don't be ashamed. All right? Here we go. Why don't we just give, uh, stand up, give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Come on. Stand here, man. Yes. 
We're not going to live like beggars. We're not going to live like lame Christians. God has called you and I to get out into the community, find the sick, find those that are that are lost, give them that life, bring them to their feet again, give them something that will last forever, not just die overnight. God has called you and I to do that. Will you do that is the question. I encourage you this week, invite somebody to the church next week. More than that, invite them to your home. Take them out for a meal, do something. Release the life of Christ to them. And everybody said? Amen. Everybody said? Amen. One more time, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Why don't we just get into a song and wrap it up for the night? Here we go. No, no, no.